Yo, man, this is zero cool. Oh, get this far out. This is zero cool, man. Ooh. Oh, that's great. There goes MIT. I'll make it up. Yeah? How? I'll hack the Gibson. There's a new virus in the database. What's happening? It's replicating, eating up memory. Uh, what do I do? Type cookie, you idiot. I'll head him off at the pass. We have a zero bug attacking all login and all the way files. Run antivirus. Give me a systems display. Down with lost section 626. Nope, look at 1040. And 126. Die, dickweeds. <laughs> a rabbit is in the administration system. Send a flu shot. Rabbit, flu shot, someone talk to me. A rabbit uh, replicates till it overloads a file, then it spreads like cancer. Cancer? Sweet. Well, to, you know, roll out the <laughs> proverbial red carpet, so to speak, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, lords and thralls, East Coasters, West Coasters, this is double digit episode 10 of the Pitcast, the Shitcast, the Spitcast. I'm here, uh, joined by the Moss Man, the Boss Moss, the Man Across, the ever enigmatic Tyler Edders, and very, very pleased to um, introduce a old standby, someone who's actually been playing old school Chicago for longer than me. Longer than long, longer actually than all of us. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he was going fishing games by himself. It's Mr. Mr. Nick Rohr. So yeah, yeah, yeah awesome. Real honor. I've been loving the podcast since the beginning. Hell yeah, it was very cool. Hell very yeah, cool to be here. awesome. Well, yeah, it is. It's it's super awesome to have you on tonight. We're recording from my living room. The boudoir. The boudoir. And we have a... I don't think we're going to do like a um, year in review thing because honestly the past like month has been like jam-packed with old school stuff as well as um, a couple awesome things to look forward to in the future. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah. without further ado, we'll kind of run back the... Uh, um, I guess not the latest event in anybody's memory, but sort of like uh, what kicked off December, so to speak, which was our second return to <laughs> Area 51. Yeah, the compound. <laughs> the compound. The home of the um, of the Lupo brothers and, and the Knights Taplar, which in my opinion, like in my experience, I have, n- I have not traveled and done as much like coast to coast old school. I think by the end of 2019, I'll ha- be fairly seasoned, but... Um, the community in Michigan, to me, are filled with people who, like, absolutely understand, like, the heart of the format on, like, a very <coughs> deep, intrinsic level. 
Yeah. How I mean, like, and they're nuts. So that helps. <laughs> to, yeah, to set the scene, right? Yeah, yeah. To set to set the scene, it truly is this warehouse, like in the middle of nowhere, yeah. Michigan. This like fenced off piece of property. Uh, we were hosted by the Knights Taplar, um, Ben, and some of his pals from Detroit came in, and we had sort of like a. I wouldn't exactly call it a formal tournament. It was kind of like a round robin, grab a dance partner. And Showdown. Just kind of like. The only rule was we tried to make it so that Chicago guys were playing Michigan guys every round. And it was oh, pretty cool. much even. That's really Even cool. Stevens on the rosters. So you, yeah. could, you could match up that way. Oh, it yeah. was like Red Rover. Yeah, nothing, nothing worse than like flying across the country to play in a tournament. And you get matched up against someone yeah, who you I, play every week. Yeah, I could beat you on any Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, no How worries. Did you do that? Did you like have like the winners of whatever go to the top bracket? Or no, it was completely unorganized. It was oh, so beautiful. they were timed rounds, uh-huh. and then it's like you know wrap it up. We're at fifty minutes or whatever, and it was like okay, find a new partner. Nice. And that was it. Just do say do. Yeah. And we didn't really give a shit about records. And then at the end, uh, when we were doing Chaos Orb flips for prizes, it was just like, all right, who's 5-1? Or anybody XO, or who's 5-1? Who's 4-2 or whatever? Mm -hmm. And then those guys would just kind of go up and pick amongst themselves and challenge. And then, like, if you picked a card, so so the people got to pick first if you were 5-1. I was 5-1. And then I picked a rook egg, and then anybody in the crowd could just challenge me for it for a orb flip off. Yeah, and that's where it. Yeah, where the flips happen. It's with. yeah, and we we we. I know we've done that uh, in Madison. It's a really dramatic way to pick prizes <laughs> yeah. when there's like a challenger. It, it, I yeah. that demon. And, too. Yeah, and it works with like twenty people, eighteen people, or whatever. But like you can't do it with fifty people. It take forever. It it would absolutely take forever. Are they on EC rules? Is there a discrepancy? Do they not strip? <laughs> there's a great. The, oh, there's yeah, a couple yeah. gnarly house <laughs> rules. It's a base EC regime, right? Yeah. So okay. strip mine, etc. All right. But so Michigan's always a problem. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's all the lead in the water out yeah, there. No, it's, uh, <laughs> no, they don't play with scry. Nice. I appreciate that. So I appreciate you're like, that. Yeah. my hand is three lands and a bunch of four drops. What the fuck? Do I go to six? <laughs> no, because I don't know what I'm going to get. Like, yeah, I, when I've tried to pitch, it makes old you keep school. some suboptimal hands. And, and I tell people that, like, it's like, oh, they do mana burn. Like, that's so cool. It's like old school rules. So, like, when you just you get a mulligan, you're like, no, we. You still scry for some reason, and it was just like it's—it's it's like a disconnect. It's like it's like, oh, yeah. and I know that there's a reason for it, but that is—it's cool to hear. I guess that they're that like hard line yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, and they're not like super hard ass about it, but it is a pretty funny rule. <laughs> yeah, or I guess uh, rule variant. I love house rules. Just yeah. mix it up. Like, yeah, you know, I agree. This is our territory. It's, We're doing it this way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it, that one actually really influences your gameplay because it, at, at least you're when you're analyzing your opening seven. Because you're looking for that six, you could get shot in the ass for your greed. Cover the other, cover the other rule they had. Oh, this was this was a rule that I was thrilled to take advantage of. Which is this is it's just I love it because it's like the corneriest corneriest of corner cases, oh, the corniest of corner cases, <laughs> which are the um, the legend the lands from legends that allow different colored legends to band with other legends. Can we name them all, guys? Seafarer's Quay. Seafarer's Quay. Adventure Sarah's Cathedral. Cathedral. Adventurer's Guildhouse. Herborg. 
No, no, no. no that's no. a that's a unholy citadel. That's unholy citadel, mm-hmm. and then the red one. And then Mount the red one is called Mount Stronghold. Mount Stronghold. Yeah. Hell yeah. How lazy! <laughs> it's, hey, it's, it's mountain, the mountain one. Who the mountain? Shit? Yeah, it's the house of the mountain. <laughs> Look, we we did five cards. We should call it a day. Uh, but those so those lands tap for the color of legend yeah. that they allow you to band with. Can we it, get oracle it, text with that? Yeah, I, that's like, that, I mean, it doesn't make matter, those cards playable. That's a rule we should bring. We should have imported that one. Yeah, and, and they had kind of a Easter egg prize for whoever ran the most of those lands. And I forget what the prize was, but there yeah. was some weird are, prize. Are those legendary? No, they're not. Yeah, <laughs> why would they? So, you, so you, you then could, they would band with each other. Could, it'd be broken. Yeah, you could feasibly <laughs> play. You know, I, I think Greg Krager when he was he was playing four of them just because they got around. I don't know, like uh, flash fires or something. Like you would just oh, yeah. play four, and it's like a Again, another that, corner case. You know, <laughs> I, I know that's why <laughs> I like flash it though. It's just busted. so nitpicky. The art on Sarah's Cathedral is one of my favorite. Yeah, I have to give Paul his um, Adventurer's Guildhouse back. I, <laughs> I asked to borrow it. I just it. So, what did you play then to make use of that rule? Well, I played the I played the five color legends deck that Sick. I have played in in you know. Old school tournaments gone by, yeah. <laughs> which is just a uh, uh, Birds of Paradise, Land of War Elves, Mana Base, uh, interaction, tons of restricted cards, and um, Bartel. Like a nice, a nice package of uh, of the legends. And so at this, at this, um, at this meetup, I was uh, Ben and I, uh, Shaman Ben and I. We had a uh, an anti match that was like long in the running. Oh yeah, because Ben got this altered copy of Lady Orca. Was that last year? This was, yeah, I think it was last year. Okay. I don't know how it came into his possession, because I know it was one of Pete Lupo's altars. Yeah. Um, and maybe he got it at a meeting that I was at. I can't quite remember. But um, I remember Ben, I, he, I think he was on Flippin' Orbs or something. He was talking about, like, Lady Orca was, like, one of the first cards that he saw that, like, really evoked that, like, oh, my God, you know, wonder and Sense curious. Adventure yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he was always disappointed that the card never did anything. It's like a seven mana six four. Five <laughs> black red for a six seven four. Seven, seven four. Oh. Um, yeah. or, or, or actually, no, it, it might be a seven four. But yeah. now it's way good, better. <laughs> Mathematically speaking, very sound. <laughs> um, and uh, so on this altered card, it says... Um, first, of all, it's Lady Orca kind of altered to look like Ben with like his trademark <laughs> top hat yeah. and like mustache. It's ridiculous. Um, but also, um, the text box is, uh, has been augmented to say green tap put Torsten von Ursus into play, who's another legend. Yeah. So the Torsten von Ursus to pair with this card was a prize at Kumite. Right, the Michigan one of the Michigan events held last year, and I took it as my prize. So Ben, we had this like head to head winner take all. Yeah, winner take all because once you assemble the combo, clearly you'll be unstoppable. Exactly in the old school world. So we played a anti match, anting those two cards, and I took the Lady Orca. You crushed that epic. Yeah, I did. For so, the Lords, man. Yeah, exactly. He brought <laughs> home the belt. So like, any, any insane plays from that series, or was it? Did you just grind them out. Um, game one, Did you I, time twist I, him into time walk? <laughs> game, game one, I mind twisted him and then time twister hit time walk and then mind twisted him again. 
But I was like, Ben, you do this to people all the time. There's yeah. no way you can feel bad about it. Well, he and did then, it to me. <laughs> yeah, he, he has no qualms mind-twisting people, so I did, I did not feel bad, even though it's like, eh, whatever. And game two, we had a, um, a, a longer, drawn-out game that I managed to win with... Uh, Mirror Universe. He, he, we actually had dueling Mirror Universes at one point. Oh, that's so, right. like, He played his, I played mine, he cracked his, I cracked mine, yeah. I fireballed him, killed him. <laughs> Balled him. Balled him. I played a uh, Tron deck, Mono Brown Tron deck, that was pretty fun. The pick to click in that deck was Clay Statue, which 3-1 mm. uh, like for four colorless, two colorless to regenerate. And he ended up being a pretty good soldier for me all day long. Because against all the weenies and shit, like I played one black weenie, uh, two white weenies. Yeah. And he just, you know, grinds all those dudes to dust. Or they just let him through and I'm bolting a dude every turn. Yeah, because the regeneration, of course, works, you know, against disenchant. And like playing Tron Land is kind of a, a, a roulette type deal because you either, if you get it, it's super sick and you're just cranking out big threats every turn but there's no guarantee you're gonna get it or they could uh you know strip you off the tron right i think i assembled it like five times throughout the day five or like almost a half dozen times so i was pretty fortunate there and of course like card draw or like way to find tron or just luck no just four ofs everything and then i've got workshops in there too for backup right i wish there was like a crop rotation type card in old school that allowed you to tutor for lands like you can tutor for mesa myth or something but um um, like like sort of like a transmute artifact for lands that'd be really cool but otherwise it was just kind of a garden variety shops list with trikes and ices and tetravis and um close statue and clay statue <laughs> and clockwork avian to Ooh, fly over that's Pete, uh, to fly over Mike Lupo's moats and ball him. <laughs> <laughs> Mike the, Lupo the, played uh, divine intervention and Shahrazad in the yep. same deck. Yep. we we went to <laughs> not trying to make any friends. No, we went we went to. Oh, um, yeah, I'm glad we're friends already. Second <laughs> game, second game, he did a Shahrazad, and then we played a, like a really long Shahrazad sub game that ended with a divine intervention. So like yes. just, we just went back up to the main game with no change. I played against him, and he played Shahrazad, and he had this like childlike grin on his face, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna concede the sub game," and he looks at me like. Like crestfallen, <laughs> like, like yeah. wait, you didn't want to play another game of of magic inside this game of magic? And I'm like, no, I got mirror universe in hand. Like I'm just gonna, get, I'm just gonna concede it. Don't take it personal, man. But <laughs> it's not a plan. It's it's a, it's all according to plan. Like I'll happily take the ten. <laughs> all right. So anything else from the mitten magic build? Otherwise, we can. Ramble on. No, that was it. Was so just the, so there was just the rules and no different ban list or anything. Same no, card no, list, same thing. That, that's what I wanted. List. No, okay. yeah. So you still see like aggressive black decks, and aggressive white decks. Yeah. I also play it against that, but you know, yeah. it's it, you're you're black always, weenie, you're white weenie. Uh, Pete had um, a Grixis uh, underworld tricks deck. Yeah, he usually plays like prison decks and combo yeah. decks. Um, somebody else had like a big blue or blue white control. Uh, Shaman Bed was on Eureka, his bro was on like Arabian Flyers, something like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool All stuff. Right. Yeah, a lot of really cool stuff. I mean, that is the absolute place to go in the Midwest. Yeah. Like, like going to Michigan is a thrill. Also for me, just like some, you know, asshole who lives in Chicago and doesn't have a car, like getting outside of, you know, the town is great. So. Anyway, um, moving on. So a week 
later, right? Yeah. I kind of forget. So a week later, we had the Ice Storm Social, which uh, is our own Lord Grant Castleton's first attempt at actually um, getting a tournament together. Grant's a, um, he works in the beer business, liquor distribution, so he's got uh, he's got connections. He's got connections around town. <laughs> so we were able to carve out <laughs> some space at uh, Lagunitas, which is a um, Chicago brewery on the south side in Pilsen. It's a, a beautiful neighborhood, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a private room covered in weird knickknacks and Willy Wonka, or Willy, <laughs> purple paint. Like the thirty eggs. foot ceilings. Yeah, the the Dogs, actually it's actually very true. Video the, games, <laughs> like I don't even understand. Well, it's it's true. Like the the brewery did have this sort of like return to childhood like theme. You know, they had yeah. like the Willy Wonka theme, which for me it doesn't quite do it. You know, but it's uh, I I see what they're trying to do, and I think it's what a lot of people are trying to do. Right, is sort of return to a simpler time. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're also like trying to provide an experience as to. As opposed to just like a clean modernist bar tap room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I do. I, I appreciate the the attempt. the um, The tournament was the tournament was a blast. It was pretty much the perfect size. Our own Nathan Mullen uh, ran it, and we and we did like six rounds in six hours. And under and, six hours. And right. Under <laughs> under six hours. Yeah. It was it was like absolutely uh, flawless. Big ups to Nathan. Yeah, it big ups, big ups to the Nats. Six rounds in a prize draft in under six hours. Yeah, I've never seen that happen. I wish I was there. I, I don't believe it. In fact, I think you're all lying. <laughs> uh, we had thirty three players. Mono black discard one. Yeah, I um, lost to. What else? Were you second? I lost to Ron in the finals. Was there some hot yeah. tech? Wait, why, I'm I'm a little I'm surprised. Mono black discard one. That's kind of cool, but I'm like I'm like I'm caught off guard here. Was his deck similar to that old Shaman Ben list, or was because I know he had a couple tweaks in there, but it was pretty close to that, wasn't so, it? So, so Ron is a first off, just a great Magic player. Oh and yeah, he goes he I, he he went pretty deep on an archetype that I think has is is established, you know, and has like it's it's been worked on over the over the years, but you know, with him, it's like a you know, it's a you know, finely tuned machine, like this many discs in the sideboard and like, you know, paralyzed versus weakness and when you should play either, you know, like he's, he's made every single choice, um, very thoughtfully. He used weakness over paralyzed. Yeah, which he totally talked me into. I'm like, yeah, that makes tons of sense. He's like... to attack weenies or nerf dibs or... mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He played, um, the creature suite was the eight knights and hypnotics... Four racks, hymns, strips, um, a decent amount of um, disrupting scepters, factories, yeah, and I, I mean that's pretty much he had it. Main deck royal assassin, right? I and royals, cool. yeah, royals, royals, and an icy, which I think is always like really badass technology. Um, yeah, it was very solid. Our our finals games, <laughs> game one, I you know I keep a. Uh, land land Felwarstone hand, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, 
you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm just not gonna mulligan that hand, right? Yeah, slot machine. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the old slot machine <laughs> deck, which is like pretty much all three ofs and then a bunch of one. It's like three card combos and a bunch of one ofs. You pretty much turn the crank and see like what combination of them, will get you to win the game. It's but it's essentially a power monolith deck slash mirror ball deck. But, yeah, you know, I go land, he strips it, land, he strips it, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> game game two, um, I get the power monolith combo together. No. Um, and and it happens over the course of, like, several turns, right? Like, like turn two, he hymns me, and I managed to, like, I had managed to get a Felwar Stone down, and he hymns me, and I get to keep my um, transmute. And so I transmute away the Felwar Stone to get Monolith mm-hmm. and okay. like top deck a Sage of Latinam over the course of like one to two turns the Sage draws <laughs> me into the power and like the Sage eventually dies and then I top deck the Ring of Maroof okay. and the Ring of Maroof with the way that my deck is constructed finds you know with the infinite mana it finds the fireball in the sideboard that kills them but what I forgot was I actually boarded in the fireball to kill Hypnotic Spectre in case it came down early, right? Okay. Otherwise, it would totally oh, run away no. with the game. And so I'm, I like, I just elated as I top deck this card, and he's like, uh, "Does that kill me?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> kind of, and but then I started to think about it, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh God, no! All I have is Earthquake," so I had to Earthquake to draw the game. A game that I should have won. Okay, that's that's not um, too bad. And then, uh, and then game three, I lost fair and square. So, <laughs> so you know, re- reasonable. Yeah, very, very reasonable. It was it was meant to be. Yeah, there was a lot of mono black in the room. I battled two of them. Uh, went one and one on that. And like, man, round one, game one, sat down, started our day. Uh, opponent just went swamp mox him, hit a land and a mox. I get my turn one, play oh, yeah. a land. He strips it. Two more turns, I scoop. So what, like, what yeah. were you on? I played the deck. The deck, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said quietly. For variety's sake. Into the so, microphone. I'll play the Yeah, I used Matt Slack's list. And so you played Mirror Universe? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, the which best won me a game, and yeah. you saw that game, right? The one against Maldo, yeah. where it was like pins yeah. and needles? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, love, I love Maldo, man. Oh. He's fun to play against. Maldo oh, yeah. was playing Blue Red Burn. This is like, we were both just sucking ass all day like he was one and four and i was like two and three or something like that <laughs> we were both just stinking and we battled in the last round i got the pair down too in the last round so that tells you how my day was going but <laughs> do you think the deck is do you think it's overrated i, I mean i think you haven't played a, a uh, ton of it but... i don't have enough ex- i don't know i mean i probably i know i punted on at least one game i missed an orb flip that could have bought me time in another game and um I mean, like, I just got smashed by Mono Black, so whatever, dude. Like, I just, It's actually lined up. I think the reason why the deck is, is well, A, it's like $20 to put together. And all the of those. Power, nine. Uh, regarding the Mono Black deck, oh, like the yeah. discard deck. Yeah. Oh, um, then the deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I meant to say dat deck. <laughs> um, the, uh, all, those, uh, all eight of those knights are immune to the sorts of plushers. Yeah. It's a, it's a bitch. So, 
I was I was thinking it's like, well, how did I like take the fucking plane straight into the mountain on this thing? But like, <laughs> I, I was using Slack's list, and it's like when he used the, that thing to XO whatever event it was. It's like that was when we were playing with the one strip mine rules. And I wonder, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I did, yeah, I did have right. a, it's like, I had a couple just gnarly starts where I just couldn't get like man acceleration. My tone was just kind of sitting there useless or I couldn't like tone and answer. You know what I mean? So yeah, it is what it is. Like there's, you have a good day. You have a bad day, but whatever. I had, oh my God, I had some, did some really good trades s- though. So that made up for it. Oh, <laughs> you, you owe some wheeling and dealing cards. Yeah, I made, made a deal with uh, Mr. Bowersox and another deal with Mr. Wise. So. Another deal with Mr. Edders. And another deal with Mr. Edders, yeah. We had some... Oh, that's right. Tyler is now the owner of a library of yeah, Alexandria. We had some revolving door libraries because I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I bought Brendan's and Tyler bought mine. So, yeah, we did a little roulette there. Yeah, I've yet to see this library in action. The It's got the like it's little Mark Pool scribble on it. It's, yeah. du- wait, it's double signed by Pool and signed by Garfield. And Garfield, and it's got the Illuminati eye on the top of the library. Hashtag MTG Illuminati. Yeah, yeah it's very on brand. <laughs> Can we, can we go into that sometime? Da- da- Daniel, da- Daniel Chang was actually lurking in the corner. Yeah, yeah. No shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. Anything else from my storm? Do you want to talk about the Naya plan, Tyler? Yeah, had a pretty hot start on 3-0 and then just hit the wall against Tax Edge. Uh, you were 6-0 in games too, dude. Yeah, 6-0 in yeah. games oh, is going really great. And then, yeah, I started losing and then Nathan came over and gave me the shame look as I was losing. <laughs> and Greg came over and gave me the shame look and he's just like whispering in my ear like, just concede. <laughs> well, that was a shitty mistake. <laughs> like, all right, that's it. You're like, this is the end. So I lost that. Um, ended up going 4-2. I uh, lost to Mono Black. It was a good day. What is Mono Black Greg doing? Said, there were like five Mono Black. That is so that crazy. Yeah. yeah. The meta will it's always real. like, it'll always throw me off because I feel like when I first started, like, I, you, you just see like pockets of decks and like not being there now, so I'm just thinking about it. Like, I see like no Mono I mean, I miss like, I mean, I've seen Brandon forever, but like when he was always playing Mono Black, like uh, Sanders, you know, just like. Oh, Sanders always has a Black. Exactly. Yeah. Like something, but like he was always relied on, but I haven't seen like. Discard like that. Yeah, we forever. need to see mono black discard but top out with Jazam who's the big beater. Just bring red for Storm World, you know, get real. Yeah, right. I mean Ron owns Jusams and he didn't play them in the deck. Like probably for a reason. He's I think he's really thought it over. Yeah. Greg described Tyler's Naya deck as like the most perfectly built old school deck that exists perfectly built how so like it is he 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 called he called it like the i like the platonic ideal like it's it is of of its kind of its ilk it's like the most tuned right down to the rod of ruin in the sideboard yeah (laughs) rod is tech the care the carefully thought of rod of ruin yeah (laughs) i don't know there's got to be a couple good rod of ruin stories in there somewhere beats moat have you have you burned someone out with Rod of Ruin when they had a moat? <laughs> Anti moat tech is usually disenchant, but I I'm interested in this Rod of Ruin strategy. <laughs> no, that Naya deck is a banger. We've had some good wars. Yeah, it's fun. It's interactive magic. It's the kind of magic I like to play. Yeah, so. it is. So my next iteration, I have a library. I want to go big Naya. So I cut out like the low CMC stuff oh, and I just start it. going like Sarah Angels or Shivans, like 
kind of push that top you got to get post creature big night that's what i'm saying yeah, just earthquakes like, hurricanes like fireballs disintegrate is it possible post creature is it possible to win with it metal i'm just saying steel, is it possible steel to win Naya. with it yeah <laughs> yeah it is no it totally is like i did it for because like my i was starting with with big red but then i was like i need to add disenchant and then when i got there i was like i need green for sylvan library yeah and, like, and then it, it was sort of inevitable but hurricane became more relevant than earthquake at least meta-wise, because I was running into more flyers, but it's having crazy. both is great. It's right. crazy because we laughed at Grant's face when he mentioned this not that long ago. He said he wanted to build his natural disasters deck. There was four <laughs> earthquake and four hurricane. <laughs> it's real. It's real. <laughs> and now, no. uh, at the edge oh, of 2019, we're like, we're like oh, oh, hands shit, on our chest. This is it, dude. But if Grant says it, we'll just shit on it. <laughs> Obviously, dude. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, li- library with mana creatures, really, really good combo. With yeah, the, with and then uh, my plan is: what's the that ram spell? Search for a basic point of play cost like three wild. Nature's lore, no untamed wild. Untamed, untamed wild. Yeah. Yeah. So then you get a shuffle with the library. Oh yeah. With mm-hmm. the Sylvan library, so you got that action going on. No, no, it's very good. I mean, green didn't add a lot, but adding Sylvan library added a significant amount. Yeah. You know, just a little bit. With like regrowth and then just regrowing like the fireball that you had to spread early on and then go direct yep. after, you know. Because mm-hmm. I was originally pink and I just splashed green for Sylvan Library mm-hmm. and I was like, oh well, I'm in green, so I should go for regrowth. And I'm like, well, I'm in green, I should go for when I was Burnham and then like well, I, I would of, say the like, creatures. I'm I'm so I'm I don't, I don't like hate creatures, but they do so little for me because like with 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 a burn that you can just keep throwing at their face, you have a very reliable plan. So, like, when I added green and I added for Hurricane or Earthquake, I was able to take out, uh, like, Mono White or, like, any kind of, like, Curd Apes and all that stuff yeah. with Earthquake. But then when people were going that, like, Flying Men, Serendipifree, and you're like, Earthquake doesn't do it, and, like, Lightning Bolt doesn't do it, I don't want to run Swords to undo the damage plan. Then it's like, oh, if I'm ahead on the damage plan, Hurricane. So, like, literally, Hurricane and Earthquake keep pushing you forward, and if you're tossing occasional bolts over the top, you just win. You know, like, it like just, that. you kind of, like, it's like sumo wrestling, basically. You just push them out of the ring. Totally. Like, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, like, a move toward removal, like Hurricane Earthquake and Fireball, you know? Like, oh, yeah. sort of, kind of... Chain lightning. Yeah, don't worry bolt, about the one-for-one like, one game and yeah. just, like, play a big threat and then clear everything out in the meantime. I, I, mean, still, I mean, I still really love Disc, because Disc, to me, like, oh, if I ran yeah. four Sylvan Libraries, having a Disc online was always just, like... I don't care if I lose a library, I just play another one. I have four. Like, four seems redundant. Yeah, four libraries seem redundant, but disc away one of your libraries, bring back another library, have another disc online, then it's like, you know, I don't know, you never really feel like you're getting pushed. It's like, it's usually set. So, I like Naya, I guess. Like, Naya's one of my favorites. Uh, Not having power. (laughs) It's like, not having any blue and not having any power. It's like some, yeah, it is. It's some of the most powerful stuff you can be doing. I think, it's, honest, I think it's really cool. Honest Midwestern. It magic. is. It's good old yeah. Honest Magic, which Pump is the drum. exact opposite of what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 against um, like Rug Zoo, I went like turn two channel. Um, <laughs> turn two I went channel. turn two channel, Mirror Universe, Triskelion, Salt Monolith, <laughs> and, uh, and I got myself down to five because I didn't want to be at three during his main phase. Sure. But he just played a mountain anyway in pass, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm going for it. I tap the monolith, burn for three, untap, crack me your universe, kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Completely unreasonable. But anyway, um, moving moving topics, two tournaments in the books. They both were awesome. 
For yeah. me, it was like proof of concept with my deck. So back to I back feel really leaps, good too. Yeah, it was sweet. Um, we're gonna talk uh, for a brief period. I know uh, Mano discussed this a little bit on um, all ding dongs considered, but um, the East Coast has prevent has presented a new rule set that is pitched as the harmonious combination of um, Sweden and uh, EC rules, which most of us play <laughs> in the States. So, um, the most pertinent thing is they've restricted strip mine, allowing fallen empires, allowing uh, mana burn, um, letting you rock a playset of Recall, Mishra's Workshop, Maze of Ith, and Shahrazad, which I actually uh, didn't know that they restricted Shahrazad in Sweden. To be honest, like I know that's pretty great. I, <laughs> I love that card. I'm probably in the. I'm a big fan. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> rarely no. ever see. It's really the 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 story of diminishing returns. <laughs> really, is is the tale of Shahrazad. Um, oh, absolutely. But that's the fun of it. I guess that I guess that's true. To, to me, you ever play with Firex when you're a kid? You almost might blow off your hand with an M80. That's what like playing Shahrazad is. Is that like <laughs> it's danger in your hand? <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's it, it actually is is good in like novel amounts and 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 moderate amounts. So I, I think I think a policy on restricting it when really the card like restricts itself, right? Is I I guess a little silly, but you know whatever. But recall I, though, like why recall? Like why unrestricted recall? That seems messy. Recall, yeah, re so Recall pretty much, I, well, Recall um, works in a combo archetype that abuses, like, the Restricted List and Howling Minds. Let's back up a little bit. It seems like the whole, based on these kind of rule parameters, that it's a little bit more mid-game focused, and it's a little bit less aggro focused. So mm -hmm. yeah. Recall is just another tool in that box. That's fair. But then it's definitely less aggro-focused when Maze of Ith is unrestricted. Yeah. So, like, then you add Shirezad to that. I mean, how long are these games supposed to last? <laughs> like, seriously. Like, unrestricted Maze of Ith and Shirezad, like, I feel like yeah, it's almost it's like one or the other. <laughs> I, mean, I, think I don't know. I don't think it's that big. Who's going to play the four Maze, four Shirezad deck? No, no, no. Well, the, I, no, well, I mean, I feel, like, kind of... well, I feel like they're anti- like, uh, like, right, like, Shirezad's going to extend your game plan, but so is, like, Maze of Ith is going to drag the games out, like... Or not. Or not. I mean, I haven't really played with, like, Unrestricted Maze, really. We did, actually. Didn't. What was the one we did? At? Relic War. Yeah. I don't think anybody Nobody really even that. played Maze, yeah. I, so. used, I had one in the main, one in the side, <laughs> and I think I used it. I think I used the second one one time against a red-green aggro. Yeah. Yeah, That's so, fair. yeah, the, the story... Moss sneezed into the microphone and it took a shit for 15 yeah, minutes. I, I sneezed and then shat my pants. <laughs> we were talking. We were talking about uh, the Atlantic rules, losses and gains. People, <laughs> the, the the outrage, the controversy. Oh my God! What has he done? Dude, what has he done games. to the format? Check out my game. Oh, yeah. Do you under? Do you understand what they have? Recalls. Just so you can overlap just, with what? Just don't you? Don't you understand what's how the games will play? Everybody will be done. miserable. They so will, we actually let's let's talk about like play patterns, right? Like what well, we cards were getting into allow that. you to we do, and, that, and that's that and that's kind of went haywire, right. So. so that's what that's what we're going for. So like people's critique of street strip mine street street mine salt mine <laughs> yeah, you see me on the street mines um, sick mine is is that sometimes it leads to non games of magic, 
right? You play a land, it gets stripped. Play a land, it gets stripped, nothing happens. Yeah, but, we but, just talked about that at the ice storm. But the problem with like the plays like that is that in my in my opinion, they're not even correct. Right, the, the purpose of strip mine is to gain you like a, a tempo advantage, like a temporary advantage on board. Once you put a creature into play, like a Kurt Ape, and you, like on the first turn, for example, and your opponent goes like land go, and then you strip mine them and attack with your Kurt Ape, since they didn't have any other play on turn one, you've essentially time walked them, right? So that is those like that is a tool by which an aggressive strategy can sure. gain leverage over right. something that is more powerful, right? And there's a bunch of, like we talked about, like insanely busted lands in the format, you know, ideally strip mine kind of like brings everything into, into balance. A reality though is that I think it, it does lead to a large amount of non-games and those games are more like firmly imprinted in people's memories than the games where like your opponent stripped you off of the double blue for a counter spell so they could resolve their yeah. Sylvan library. Right? Yeah. Well, no, that's that, okay, but that's how aggro decks can exist. And if you restrict strip mine, then aggro decks can't uh, like they can't obtain that leverage. So like if you don't have that, and then you also unrestrict Maze of If, like you you've effectively doubled the opportunity for aggro decks to become irrelevant. Well, you 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 certainly can't play a creature sweep that only consists of one and two drops like we see in like a Naya Zoo or a Black Weenie yeah, or a White Weenie Rift. Further up the you, curve. You, have to, you actually have to play up the curve, which is why you see in Sweden a bunch of like mid-range threats, right? You see like Savannah Lions, Serendipifreet, and Suchi as like a, a range of threats that goes up the curve because you're not just like trading lands. All the land destruction spells also help you build up your land base as you keep playing. Well, then you feel like Mishra's Factory though, right? So Factory is its own maze for aggro decks of that curve. Yeah, for 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 a bunch of two ones, which yeah. is why which is so why are we further punishing two ones? They are a strategy to win. So why are we eliminating that? That is yeah, that's that's they true. They don't need any help being bad. Like they already <laughs> are not great. So why are we like punishing them further? You know, because people fucking hate getting stripped out. Yeah, yeah, people hate getting stripped out, but people also like. Like it, it further closes playable cards. It like it, it shrinks the format to say that these cards are literally you're a fool to play these. Well, cards. I, well, there's there's right. kind of a, of a reverse argument there. You know, if you're going to get stripped on average like one to two times a game, then you're pretty much told not to put six drops in your deck. There's like a dearth of like really dumb, inefficient you know cards with a high converted mana cost. Or, for example, like the Enchantress archetype that needs like to put wild growth on a land. You can't really play that. So, like, Strip Mine does put pressure on other cards that aren't like cheap creatures as well. But it puts pressure on cards that are absurdly busted. Cheap creatures aren't busted. It puts pressure on Library of Alexandria. It puts pressure on Mitra's Factory. Cards that run away with the game. Mm -hmm. uh, Savannah Lines doesn't run away with the game. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can bolt a line to get rid of it, you can swords a line to get rid of it. But when Library of Alexandria is down, unless you're running Stone Rain, Sinkhole, Ice Storm, cards we've established are not great, unless your deck is built around doing that, not having more than one strip mind lets that person win the game. Yeah, you know, like the non-game involving Library of Alexandria still allows your opponent to play the spells in their deck, as opposed to the non-game that involves strip mind, which just involves you taking a couple draw steps, then 
probably conceding. I guess you kind of have to look at like the quality the I you know the quality of games that that you know restriction or unrestriction um, caters to. I do I I will repeat my point in that like getting stripped out is something that like particularly stings and people will remember that I think a greater percentage of the time than the game where their opponent strip mined them and it didn't matter, you know? So then is this just a collective overreaction to those bad feels? It's like there's always this old argument people talk about all the time, right? You play your Savannah, you play your best creature, right? It's counterspelled. Oh, geez, what the hell? That's so annoying. Counterspells are so boring. You play your same creature and it gets like Doom Blade and they're like, okay. People don't have a good idea of like how yeah, things play it out. Yeah, it like, like stings. There's such like this dissonance between these two things. It happens all the time. Well, because counterspell. To be fair, though, what I hate about counterspell is well, it we're literally not talking about counterspells. We're talking about counterspells. no, we're not. But bringing it back to what you're, but but to yeah. that dissonance, counterspell says target spell is irrelevant versus Doomblade says destroy target creature. That's a massive difference because one is narrow. The other one says literally like what's your threat? I don't. I'm not going to allow you to do it. Versus one that says, your threat's a creature, I have a response to a creature. Oh, it's an artifact, I can't do that. And Counterspell says, like, it's it's largely indifferent to the threat being played, and that feels less involved with, like, so no matter what I did, you were going to stop it? Like, even if I played an enchantment, even if I did anything else, like, and, and that's, I think, what's frustrating about Counterspells, and I'm not even trying to get on a bandwagon of, like, ban Counterspells, or, like, Counterspells are unfair, but I think it stings more, and similarly, strip mine stings because it's like, oh, I kept a two lane hand, it should be fine. And then you, as the other player, is like, oh, I kept a two strip mine hand, I'm gonna be fine. Like you know, like I have other lands, and I can just strip them out. And like, yeah, it is unfun, but like, yeah, but it, but it hap- it happens a smaller percentage of the time that you'd think. I remember the game that I got stripped out. At the High Storm Social, yeah. because it was game one of the finals, right? right? I'm not telling you about the time that I drew Library of, of Alexandria half my matches. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you about the times when my library stripped, when I sandbagged my library so that they would strip the first land and then got to play the library. Right. You know? There's. Um, I just that we, need, we really need to figure out Mistress Factory, though, because that is a real card. Like, that is a real thing. That's why I think Strip Mine Unrestricted works, because if it's not, Aggro decks can't push through a 3 3 land, they just can't do that. Like, a lot of aggro decks, like, cannot accomplish that feat. We already have a Maze of Ith unrestricted right now. Yeah, aggro decks will be nerfed under this regime. Yeah, that's, they won't exist. Like, they just can't. Like, Well, I, th- I think it requires a different range of threats. I definitely don't think that they uh, won't exist, but kind of like I said before, you'll have to build them different, you'll have to go up the curve, you I can't just play one and two. I want to know that. Well, because if if you have well, your first of all, your opponent can only afford to play like so many mazes, right? Your po- your 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 opponent. Yeah, four. The legal I I don't think so. I think we would. I think we would have seen a deck list. This like theoretical blue white control deck with four mazes. I, I feel like somebody would have mentioned something like that already. That's cool that you feel that. It has. It hasn't. It hasn't. It hasn't come up. I in Sweden, you see a bunch of mid range threats, which should in theory be really bad against Mazevith, it's just not the case. It costs you a ton to sacrifice a land drop because the way that a control deck wins the game is by playing a card like Jam Day Tome, which lets them turn their mana advantage into card advantage. When you untap a Jam Day Tome, you can draw cards, answer your opponent's threats with really, really cheap, efficient removal, which still has not changed how good the removal is in the format, and pull ahead by playing successive tomes. 
And Maze of Ith is a temporary solution to a problem until your opponent finds land destruction or another creature that is bigger. City in a Bottle is another important option if you want to just try to attack Library as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Unfortunately, they're very expensive now. So yeah. if you don't have them, you ain't going to get them. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to beat the dead horse. I just love aggro decks, and I feel like aggro decks are such a good intro point. Think of how many players started because if they could do an aggro deck, you know, like yeah. that that was affordable to them. And if you make it not affordable, it's really like a game that's even further pushed away by like hyper expensive cards. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Well, at least they still have mana burn. That's true. <laughs> well, mana burn is the, is the civilized way to play. It's yeah. great because it makes Mirror Universe better, which I'm like 100% a fan of. It, it kind makes... of puts pressure pressure on Suchi, which is sort of like obviously yeah. a great Suchi threat mana pound for pound. Is insane. It um, just sucks. So that that is an interesting decision. People will just have to come up with a with a different threat. I think you see a lot of Suchis because it's, it's a easy. four 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 four, just pound for pound, yeah. really obviously. But in every color, there's a like decent f- f- like there. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's 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 a decent threat to be found. You know, it might not be as good as Suchi. It might be better than Suchi because it can't be disenchanted. Who knows? So spaketh the Darelord. <laughs> there's um there's recall. Um, being able to play for that card. I mean, you know, that card I think goes in a very specific archetype, which is a combo deck that plays with. For Howling Mines. Um, the play pattern of that card... A Time Walk deck. Essentially, yeah. Time Walk, Regrowth, all the restrictor cards. The, the play pattern of that card is not particularly fun, in my opinion, even as someone who loves to play these kinds of decks. What you end up doing is casting a bunch of successive Time Walks and just powering your opponent out. The, the, the card Recall doesn't really work with anything but immense amounts of card draw and the restricted list. So here's a curious question. Why would you unban or unrestrict recall but not unrestrict regrowth? Is regrowth just too good? Regrowth regrowth is uh, very, very efficient. As opposed to X cards from your graveyard? Yeah, because a, you know, a recall for uh, even one requires three both two, two, three mana and two cards from your hand in order but, to get the one card back. But has recall ever, have you ever seen a recall misfire? And it probably once or twice, but it usually is the game-winning card, isn't it? Well, I've, I've certainly drawn it when it's not good. Like, it's really bad in your opening hand. It doesn't find you the restricted cards. You know, you can't just jam four recalls in a deck that even plays the restricted list because multiple copies of that card in your opening hand are horrible. They don't, like... You have to, like, more powerful are the cards that find you the broken cards, not necessarily ones that recur them. Like, once you set up shop, you can keep going and going and going. But at that point, you would probably be winning anyway, right? If you are untapping with your Howling Mind deck and you get to play Time Walk Regrowth and you find, like, a second and third recall off all that stuff, it's like, you know, yes, that, like, definitely cements your advantage, but uh, honestly... You were, you were winning anyway. In but of Howling Mine, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like of Howling Mine anyway, like Recall is still pretty strong. It's a, it's a very specific archetype, but like, you know, it's it really just buys back Time Walk, essentially. I, I don't think it does too many different things. I mean, it, it like discards cards so that your balance is more devastating, which is a <coughs> decent play. But it pretty much only does busted stuff, which is... It tends not to be the most fun to play against from the other side of the table, like playing against Twiddle Vault. It's it's like a novel deck. It's like a fun yeah. experience, but 
as someone who has played against it a bunch, it's miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever I play against it, it's like, wait, those cards go back to your graveyard? They're not exiled? <laughs> yeah. Like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Like, something feels wrong yeah, here. You I, can I discard, yeah, yeah, you can discard <laughs> recalls to the recall and then recall them back later when you have more mana. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's... It's a reasonable end restriction because I think, uh, uh, you know, the question is, what's the harm? Um, I don't think a four recall deck is the type of deck that will dominate a format because combo decks are really fragile. You can play unbelievable removal. The, the story of old school is that the interaction is really good and the threats are weak. Um, it is just, you know, it's it's a, it's a particular play pattern and it opens up a particular archetype and whatever people want to do with that is is fine. I All think right. um any um any other parting shots or final words here before we put a pin in this Atlantic discussion? I mean, I definitely give them the thumbs up for trying something new. We'll absolutely be running yep. um, rules in this rule I'm set. I'm happy to see how it turns out. Yeah, like, I'm excited to play it. it. Yeah, I totally it. agree. I play with these, like, my decks conform to these rules anyway, so it doesn't it's all, make Yeah, it's all theoretical. I'm, I'm excited to see what 4 Recall looks like, if only to test it. But I hate it when I hear it, but I hated 4 Strip when I first heard it, and actually I've come around. So restricting it almost makes me upset. So I realize my opinion does change. After I see like the results, and something new to try. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The card pool's not changing. The sets aren't changing. Yeah, so, so... it's just it's cool to see it rearranged. And, and that's, yeah. I mean, and that's You're just moving the deck chairs. Yeah, exactly. That's it's totally true. And I mean, like, I'm still gonna play red white. So do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, <it doesn't> matter. <laughs> Look, nothing in my list changed. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> well, right. And the story with all of this stuff is like people are trying new things. Dave, like, or and whoever else was involved, like took time they thought about something they made a decision yep. and it takes fucking balls to like yeah. put yourself out there yeah. because no matter what you do people are going to shit on it and nowadays it like couldn't be easier yeah. you know from the comfort of your right. phone because everybody you know? has a keyboard and an opinion so if you don't like atlantic rules then fuck off run your own <laughs> tournament you know without them who cares what you think Fuck yeah. you. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Next uh, nugget of, of uh, information here is going to be, uh, we're going to point to our lordsofthepit.com website where we've created a new section we're calling the Arcanium. Hell yeah. Uh, and so what we're doing here is a an archive, if you will, of uh, classic retro MTG magazines. Um, so right now I've just got issue one of the Duelist high-res scan posted there. Uh, you can view it there, download it, do whatever you want. What's on the cover, just out of curiosity, of number one? Uh, it's like remember? a genie dude. Sure. And it's, it's, it's like talks about Arabian Nights. Yeah, it's like Anson Ans- Ans- Maddox, right? That's right. Uh, did he do the art on the cover? I forget. He did the. He did like the, do you remember like 90s magazines, they had the pull-out poster, mm-hmm. so you would fold out the book, and then you, <laughs> could, you could take out the middle two yeah. pages, and it would be remember a... Remember Party of the Pit Lords? Yeah, I want a duelist at that. Which one was it? I don't know. It's a purple one, and there's a bunch of lizard dudes oh, on seen it, this. like chasing a bunch of humans. Oh, shit. I have to give that to you so you can yeah, scan it. Scan it's, it, it yeah. still has the pullout poster. I remember oh, that now. Yeah. Thank um, you. So yeah, this this so this one issue one was from winter '94, so we'll call it like February ish '94, um, and it you know it's it's just crazy. So it's got like an interview with Anson Maddox, and he looks like. Straight off the cover jacket, insert jacket from Pearl Jam's Ten. <laughs> it's um, yeah. It's got like musings yeah. from Garfield, like where these guys they don't know what they're doing. You know, like they're just spewing Still. out content because people are hyped on the game. Yeah, I think there's a preview of Antiquities 
<laughs> <They're>... <laughs> that's uh, so cool. No. So anyways, so the Arcanium's going to be a, a, a section where I'll slowly work through. I've got a, the first couple years of Duelist to work through. Um, we're lining up people to contribute some Scry and Inquest, etc. Inquest better, let's just say. Best, yeah. to the, best of the all. Inquest of had the really sick features. Oh, like, I, want the, yeah. I want issue number nine Best yep. comedy, best like it's just, it's funny. They do have good articles, but Inquest was yeah. like it was such a big deal for me as a kid because they had like the the decks from tournaments, and they would also have like budget substitution. So like as a kid, when yeah. I couldn't build that, I could be like, yeah, "Well, I could build that," and like you know, still you would get like how the deck was supposed to work. So like, I one of my go to memories for Inquest magazine. Well, first of all, let me take you back to Westdale Mall. Uh, like circa 95 mm-hmm. in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That mall, it's like a certified dead mall now. It's, it's on the dead mall registry. Wow. Um, you can go yes. to deadmalls.com and check that out. But uh, I remember buying a copy of Metallica Load. The first CD oh I ever my bought God, at dude. Target. That was and a copy one. of Inquest magazine. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. And I was at the Yonkers, sprawled out on the couch, like reading this Inquest while my family was doing the other shopping. And <laughs> um, Getting hot tech tips. Oh, and yeah. And com- I, I, killer combos. I, one of the articles <laughs> I remember was the, the dudes from Inquest, they played a game, a multiplayer game, where everybody had a copy of every magic card. So they had these tower decks. This is 95, so... Maybe through alliances or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. like no, that's ninety six. So something. I don't know, this somewhere in that whatever. Uh, so they played with these tower decks, and it just went through. It, this was ninety six because they had uh, Soldier of Fortune from alliances. Yeah, uh, and Hell like yeah. the dude no, that's, a that, that's that's a uh, red tap. Make your opponent shuffle their deck, and these guys had like a thousand <laughs> card deck. So everybody just ganged up on and blasted this dude with direct damage when he played the card. <laughs> it was such a pain in the uh, ass to yeah. shuffle. We'll get to that issue at some it's point. Functional. But, the, the, I guess the point is it's just another nostalgic bent, right? The, the whole purpose of this stupid format is nostalgia. And so I thought, let's get a place where we can collect retro mags, high-quality scans, uh, kind of keep it under the radar because of the IP implications. But Yeah, don't you know, rat us out. Don't rat us out, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, it is. It's, yeah, you know, collecting and archiving and organizing these things. Cause, yeah. Because that's the thing with magic. It's just so much more than the game. Yeah. There's, you know, people publishing content and, yeah. All the letters, too. If I remember I remember reading all the letters, too, that, like, people, like, because, like, how you got in touch, you know, with each other. So, be like, this is my name. These are the games I play. This is my address. Yeah. It was, like, pen pal sections. Yeah. yeah, like, I play Magic. I play uh, Netrunner. Like, you should hit me up. We should, uh, like, discuss deck theory. Jihad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rage. <laughs> Vampire. Oh, rage. Oh, Rage was so good. Vampire's part of Jihad. No, yeah. no, no, uh, vampire. Well, Jihad, Jihad was, was a the vampire CCG yeah. version of vampire, and, then, right. and those games took like hours intentionally. Oh, right. They were meant to be like yeah. you would set up a table, and even in the rules, they were like leave the table, walk away, like take your time. Because like RPG, yeah, no, it would, you would level. Yeah, there was so much with a blood pool that would just. Oh my god, rage was sick though. Rage was really fast. Yeah, rage was like dizzying. I remember trading when I was in middle. This quick story here, but when I was in middle school, I bought a box of the Rage cards, and because they were, it, like you said, it was easy to play, quick games. And there was like one of the older, cooler kids at the comic shop was looking for like one Chase rare from that. Mm-hmm. And I was like opening these, and I ended up trading him that one rare. It was called Summer Country. I don't remember what it did in Rage, but I traded it for a um, 
revised Sarah Angel. Holy <laughs> shit, what a deal! Which was like superpower tech for my white build at that time. Oh my god. I mean, of those traits, I remember when I was a amazing. kid, I didn't really know anything, but I had a spawn number one, and I remember I wanted it. Like, there's a comic. And yeah. then somebody else had magic cards, which they were, of course, at the time, very super rare. Like, they, like you couldn't buy them. You just heard about them. Like, the where, cards are magic. Where was this at? When I was a kid. Like, when I, in Michigan, when I, okay. in, in Battle Creek, when I was a kid, okay. it was like, I had Tell the spawn us. number one. And I, yeah, at Kellogg City, man. Didn't, and didn't, didn't he believe in eugenics? He sure yes. did. Okay. Uh, <laughs> among many things. And um, no, it was like my brother's older friend and he had these cards and I would have heard about them because it was like a rumored, like, these cards are magic. Like, I didn't even know that was the name of the game. I just thought it was, they were magic cards. You know what I mean? Oh, and man. so that was my first cards because, yeah, no, seriously. And he like just had like a, a shoebox of cards and he's like, I want spawn number one. And I had read it like cover to cover a million times and at that point like I loved it but I was also like I need these cards like I don't know what they are but you know I remember like just staring at prodigal prodigal sorcerer forever and just being like damn yeah I, I remember being, <laughs> I must know I was in the car any target so we could just hit anything anything yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was in the car like shuffling through cards and my mom saw a copy like she was like looking at my shoulder or whatever and saw it like I had uh Benelish hero Mm-hmm. And she just looked at it and she's like, those would look wicked. And, and you're like, like, they are wicked, Mom. <laughs> but wicked like, awesome. But it yeah. wasn't like raised dead or Lord of the Pit. It was yeah. like Vanellish. It was like demonic. It was like, like a living wall or something with like that demon yeah, baby. Yeah, it's like, come on, Ma, give me a break. <laughs> oh, little, little did the parents know. Yeah, that it's it's so much worse. Yeah, it's you you truly should have stopped me then. <laughs> yeah, you had your chance. Yeah. You blew it. Awesome. Um Another uh, this is this is especially is one of Moss's uh, new new loves, which is uh, pet project. Yeah, pet project, which is old school EDH. Yeah, and oh, we're not. Yeah, yeah oh. we we won't get into to too much storytelling here, but just yeah, the old school EDH thing. So it's there's been a small cadre, and, and Mr. Edders here can attest. And actually, I guess Carter, we roped you in on one, uh, but <laughs> yeah. we're just trying to get dudes together once a month or so and do these really long-winded long-range uh, 100 card uh, EDH commander games I'm in um, yeah we're, we're getting you in on <laughs> I'm that in here. no I'm totally can, um, can we can we tell them about how we all played well yeah no first, <laughs> first, first set, wrong. we'll let you oh, set yeah. the table <laughs> tell them about it yet yeah don't worry uh, yeah. we're gonna set the table so um. well so we decided to push things out a little bit and do old school 95 so we're gonna you know, do our standard old school commander, but we'll add homelands and ice age. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I built this bant dirtily deck that was like very enchantment heavy because it's hard to remove enchantments. The game took like three and a half hours. Nobody was killed. Everybody just quit at different times. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Carter. Well, there there was a point in the game when Arborea was in play, <laughs> and moat, and moat. And this this enchantment from PTSD. Ice Age called Enduring Renewal. And Jesus so the text Christ. of Enduring Renewal, which none of us read particularly closely. <laughs> I is, certainly didn't read it. I played that card against you like 50 <laughs> times in middle school, dude. It is. It's even a middle school playable card. Yeah. But, well, very, very much. Pellets, very much right? yeah. so, so the text of this card says, play with the cards in your hand face up on the table. If you draw a creature card from your library, discard it. Whenever a creature goes to your graveyard from play, put that creature into your hand. So what yeah, essentially does... All your draw steps. So you, you reveal all of your draw steps, your hand was revealed, and essentially, like, 
The creatures that you have in play now are the creatures that you're stuck with for the rest of the game. Forever. What we didn't realize Key is point. that... <laughs> Oops. So the, so the card says play with the cards in your hand. And so since we all, like, you know, nearly conked each other on the head, like, leaning over to read this card, we're all like, oh, shit, we all play with the cards in our hand revealed. <laughs> and it created this, like, complete lock on the game yeah. where any nobody anybody could just, like... Perfect not, information. Yeah, perfect information. Creature died. Perfect goes to your hand. No, no more creatures. All the lands go back to your hand. So it's like nothing oh, matters. And it was teamed up with Titania Song that yeah. you had in play. Right. Yes. And so and so yeah. No no artifact that you played mattered. Had an ability. It was just a static creature. It was just a static bozo. But then if the artifact died, it went back. To your hand as and we the, had moats, so none of these ground and nothing could fucking attack. get anywhere. And since we had Arborea, like you could just <laughs> if, if you were at risk of dying, you could just not play a permanent, and we just passed the turn like yeah. for turns upon hours, turns upon hours. turns. And Shane ended up killing himself with his own greed, so he could go home. <laughs> He's like, "I'm out of here. I've had enough." Yeah. And, and then I tried to end you. But you had a circle protection or something that I I tried to bolt you and you stopped and I used the circle somehow. protection and then I did something horrible where I, was I to clear out your misery like somebody eventually played a disc and I no it, no, it, it, was, it, no good. it wasn't no oh no that's right so the disc didn't work it, somebody tried to get rid that. of none of the rules mattered apparently yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Were, we had fully <laughs> somebody had tried to get rid of Titania's song to sort of like break the stall open so that my disc that was in play could be activated did you avoid fate but I avoid fate yeah. just to be a yeah. shit heel fate was yeah. but then you left yourself open to Arborea so that was done to me and Moss and you put some miserable full Nelson lock on me no, <laughs> okay I so I had yeah. I had life tap so which is gain a life every time a force is tap then I had the Ice Age equivalent Thought Leech, which is even better. Yep. You gain a life for every island that is tapped. And I played Power Leech. You gain a life any time an artifact is tapped or activated. So I'm gaining like three to seven life per turn. <laughs> so I was so. And you had a moat, right? And I had moat and Arborea. Yeah, and, and I'm on Naya, like Hazazan, Tamar. So yeah. like, I've got like oh, a million no, dudes. It doesn't matter. I can't attack. Nothing matters. And then finally, I, oh, then I played Ivory Tower and I had like a tome. And eventually, you're like, I got to catch a train. I got to go. Yep. Peace out. I'm done. <laughs> All right, great. so you I talked mean, me out of it. So the entire point of the format, the entire point of the format is to sit around a table with four dudes for like five hours guaranteed baseline minimum and just like play horrible cards. And it's great. Yeah. No, I'm down. It's I, a hang I, I, you, 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 um, You've convinced me. So we did another one last night. It was just standard uh, gr uh, standard old school. Um, and there were a couple Grixis and a couple Bant lists. And we got we clocked it in under two hours. And the, it's, I mean, I'm... Yeah. I mean, if uh, the only downside... But yeah, I feel it's like going to be a couple hours. Without... I without. Like, I mean, obviously minimum. I love... What I love about ADHO is like the, the group and like everybody playing because... I love meeting up with people, you know, for old school and middle school and all that. But the, the only bummer I ever have is, like, if I really get into it, like, you know, like, like I love playing against you, uh, you know, Moss, but like, we'll play and we'll just play forever. And then I'm like, oh, now I got to go. And I didn't play anybody, you know, because we were having so much fun. So you get that multiplayer, like, you know, you're all in it. You know, you're having that big It's a like, three for game. one. Yeah. It's fun. It's like I'm getting to catch up. Because, like, even then, if I'm playing against the person across from me and I kind of want to talk to the people next to me, the person across from me, I'm kind of, like, 
not giving them my full attention, which right, the game deserves. Yeah. yeah, which right. the game does deserve full attention. So I'm not like, yeah. eh, no, all right, do your turn. I'm going to talk to these guys. Like you know, in this like, game, like not... we're getting up to get pizza and shit. In the middle yeah, of the game. it doesn't matter. It's that's what's fun. It's it's like it's the game is almost secondary to the social exactly. interaction, which I'm a big fan yeah. of. And I think that old school is like a large part of because like at the end of the day, like old school is a very flawed format, but not like in a way that makes it a bad format, but in a way that makes it a very like obviously socialization obviously like expressing like this is what i want to do like there are yeah. very obvious lines of play I, right? like, I did not get my sick combo into play last night which would have been glasses of urza plus nebuchadnezzar <laughs> oh, yeah. target people's cards so that's what's so sweet about the format is there's so many cards that are just not viable and quote-unquote regular old yeah. school that become viable like so my favorite are the storage lands so like yeah the hold or whatever it's like the Everyone only has a max of one strip mine, so there's only three other strip mines you're fighting against. So suddenly your storage lands become a totally viable strategy. On, on, on that game you're talking about, I had 24 storage counters on my red storage line. <laughs> and I hold. fucking fireballed someone <laughs> with all of them. Yeah, that was me. And it wasn't enough. It wasn't good enough. No. But, like, how sweet is that? And you that? forked it, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the mana batteries, it, it, it just forces you to reevaluate yeah. the entire card pool mm -hmm. based on the different criteria yeah. of the game. Serendipifree? Not good. No. Incidentally. No, no. Not, not good at all. No. Savannah Lion? It's, it's no pretty much any of those efficient yeah. Arabian yeah. beaters. Are Basically, just bad. all creatures blow because any efficient creature is no longer good. Yeah. Like it's all about Colossus of Sardia, Deep Spawn, like these huge so disgusting yeah, Royal Assassin Preacher, right? Yeah. So yeah, the thieves. So I like the thieves plan where you have Preacher, Sea Singer, Rabinia, Angus, Copy Artifact, Steel control Artifact, magic. Control Old Magic, Old Man of the Sea. Oh, yeah. You're just you're just manipulating everybody isolate. <laughs> Until you gain world domination status. Sorceress like, Queen's gotta be house. Makes everybody zero two. That's a good idea. That is good. That is good. How about Devil's Caretaker? I love Caretaker. Yeah, I Caretakers do a little yeah. graveyard yep. manipulation. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I that's love enough. That art too. That's enough, I think, EDH chat. Play it, it's miserable, you'll love it. I'm down. Yeah. Whatever's happening, please. It's do a miserable you know. game I'm, for miserable I'm dudes. Down. Um, get miserable. There's uh, another thing, Moss, that you are planning, right? Which is the um, Singleton League. Well, yeah, and that's just that's kind of in the nascent stages right now. Like, we want to put something together for next year and do like a round robin Singleton. I don't know about Singleton or Brawl, but some kind of Singleton format where if we get say eight dudes together, um, or eight dudes in the league, then it's just round robin. You play your seven matches at your convenience against right. your guys and um just in a singleton format um update your list as you learn things they're just, doing um just figure it out i don't know they're they're playing a lot of singleton out uh in the at bay the, area at the beast and, and so, i kind of want to import i yeah. want to import that concept but yeah. just in a somewhat loosely organized fashion yeah i i really don't know what i'm gonna play like let it there, play out over there. two or three months yeah like if we have 12 dudes it's 11 matches or whatever but. do you know what you're gonna do with the singleton thing out there? Uh, for the Urza, I'll probably play... Yeah. Is that singleton or brawl? Oh, it's, singleton. It's, it's singleton. singleton. And it's one. It's uh, just one game matches. Thieves. No probably sideboard. thieves. Sick. Just all the... <laughs> Depressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have I have no idea what I'm gonna do because I've never even thought about it. I'm probably just gonna oh, play. I'll, let's sleep up and I'll just ball you again. I'll probably again. play mono green and crush easy like I did last time. There you go. Frog yeah, worm, frog giant, done and done. Fifty eight for us. Sick. <laughs> All right. Any other things here before we put a pin in this? Hack the planet. 
Hack, <laughs> hack the planet. They're destroying our rights. <laughs> what do you do? I'll hack the Gibson. <laughs> I would say that the highlight was Ray coming in screaming. Oh my god. At the hacker. So the Ray. Lords so of the Planet. Re- rewind, rewind. Yeah. <laughs> so if before one so. before the Ice Storm Social, we rented out the beautiful Logan Theater in our neighborhood of Logan Square for a uh, 10 o'clock private screening of the movie Hackers. The uh, Academy the Award winning. Uh, yeah. Grammy nominated. No, it wasn't. Pulitzer Prize winning. <laughs> Hackers. Hackers. I liked it a the lot Criterion more. Criterion Collection. I liked it. Remastered, 35 millimeter. Laser disc. 5.1. <laughs> big ups to Big Brain Bob, Big Boss Bob for lining that up for us. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, Hackers, Friday night, 10 o'clock. It's going down. Had like tw- twenty lords and their ladies show up. The Lord, lords and their ladies. A, a lot of a lot of lords and ladies. It was nice to meet some people in their finery. <laughs> <laughs> I wore finery. You guys are. Yeah, you look like a mortuary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was going to be your Don't fucking funeral, it, man. Don't they call it mortuary sciences or mortuary <laughs> arts or something? Now? Lord Meatball here it, with the tux. Yeah, uh, showing us how it's done. Like a prom quality tux. I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got one. It was from prom. Like, I'm, I'm gonna wear it whenever I can. Oh, it was off the rack. Yeah, but it wasn't my prom. I'll just put it that. Way. Not my prom. Not my prom hashtag. Oh, Not my prom. All right. Well, I guess uh, thanks, thanks to the uh, you know indomitable Lupo brothers. Thanks to Grant for putting together the ice storm. Thanks for Mullen for being useful for once and running it. Thanks to Lagunitas for lining Thanks up to Lagunitas for Jack having Vassal it. Yeah, we raised over a thousand dollars. That's sick. Yeah, raised over that for, for the, the for the Jack Vassal Memorial yeah. Fund, which I didn't know what it was, but apparently it's a fund for people who are in the gaming community who like have fallen on hard times, be it like with medical bills, stuff like that. It helps pay for them. Yeah. Oh, nice. So it's oh, kind really, of like Finkel's. Really nice. I looked it up yeah. and I was like, yeah. wow, he raised over like something like a thousand, a hundred dollars or something for yeah. them. And I was like. Awesome. That's yeah. That is just another. Um, you know, <laughs> we'll keep repeating it and repeating it. But like, that is something that you you know, if you're thinking of starting up your own old school community somewhere, you know, where wherever you are, like, I think like charity, like those are like one of the absolute pillars of of what we do here. Yep. So don't start yours. Just come to ours. Like, stop. <laughs> stop kidding yourself. Just give up. Come to Chicago. Just RV. see how move, Lords do it. Move, move, your, up, move your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give up. Work at a restaurant like me. It's fine. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> and eat at Arby's. All right. We Peace. all live lavishly. <laughs>